You are now listening to Asking for a Friend with Talk Doc, sharing insights through real, honest, and practical ways to improve your communication and relationships. Featuring your hosts, Dr. Pamela Kreiser, Meredith Edwards Nagel, and Taylor Polendo. Okay, so have you ever been in that situation where something comes flying out of your mouth and even you are surprised? <laughs> that moment where you think, I can't believe I just said that. Well, in this episode, we're going to identify a bunch of times where I've done that. And I, you. like you, wish there were times where we could just delete. Just pretend that was never said. But they say the saying, you can't unsqueeze toothpaste from a toothpaste tube. You can't get it back in. So that's what messages are like, right? The message is out there and whether you like it or not, it's sitting there. You're talking about the things that we can't take back? You don't have to own up to anything yet. Just how about things you've heard other people say? Oh, I don't, we don't have to talk about our failures yet? Got it. No, okay. I want to know, Meredith. Let's go. Oh, the dirty stuff. My failures of things I've said? Yeah, what'd you do? And what'd you do to clean it up? Mm. I, the one that sticks out to me recently, I didn't clean it up. I, and I don't know how I could have. Oh, um, that big of a, like an oil spill? Well, it just was like word vomit. And I still hear myself, like I, I, we've talked about like ruminating or replaying things in your head over and over. So I had an interaction with someone that had lost a loved one not long before I was talking to them and we were just talking and something happened, some thing happened. And I said like a euphemism or like some dramatic thing that we say in speech. And I went, oh, I would die. Oh, and I like heard myself say it and was like, you idiot. What was wrong with you, Meredith? Like, all I was just thinking of was like, you dumbass, you know, and I looked at them and was like, pause. And I went, I just keep going and just pretend that that never happened. Mm. And I did that. And I don't know if that was the right thing to do. I hope I heard you were saying earlier, sometimes we're easier on some people than we are on others because we know their intention. And I was deep down was like, I hope they know like I didn't intend to say something so like stupid, you know? And I'm like, but I should, maybe I should have, but I mean, like that was dumb. So you kept talking. So how long did you do that? Oh, I was just like, let me just say a bunch of other words for like five (laughs) seconds. And like, that's going to cover up the other words I said. But like a camouflage technique. It was so dumb. Like cover it with brush. and. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, let's just keep going on this train of nonsense. Let's uh, squeeze I just, the entire tube of toothpaste out. I hear my, I hear it. I hear myself doing it. Like even telling the story, I feel so, feel so dumb. Like, duh. Like, why was I not more sensitive to that? And I hate it. And I did. I don't think I handled it well. And I and regret it. Do you think they thought it was an accident? I don't know. I just know that I hated the moment and that experience and was like, get back in there, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, and I'm, so I'm curious tonight to talk about like, what are, what can we do when we have those moments, you know? What's the cleanup strategy? <laughs> so this episode is about those moments and we've all had those moments. I certainly have had mine, but before we get into the details of that, I want to talk about two different factors about speech that we want to consider in this conversation. So one is that speech is permanent. Well, what does that mean? It has a quality of permanence. So it means that you can't unsay something. It just sits out there. And because you can't unsay it, it sometimes produces these awkward moments. 
you know, where there's misunderstanding and there's just no way to take it back. Now, we hear sometimes in courts, the judge will say, the jury will disregard what was just said. And a lot of times when you and I hear that, or may, maybe we even try that with other people and say, you'll just disregard what I just said. Uh, it doesn't really work that way. You can't just cancel it and pretend it wasn't delivered. In fact, there's been a bunch of different studies that show that when they've researched this phenomenon, they found that juries are not able to disregard it. So they have lighter sentences than they should or heavier sentences than they should when they're tested in experimental conditions. Why is that? Because you just can't let it go. You can't just pretend that it's not part of your thinking now that it's been said. Now, the other thing that we want to talk about is this idea of intention. Now, this is something we talk about a lot on this podcast, and that's the idea that you and I are always evaluating whether somebody meant to say what they've said. Now, of course, this episode is more about the accidental things that we say, and there's plenty of those examples. A lot. But when we think about intention, you and I are judging that. And we might be softer on somebody we thought maybe didn't mean to say what they were saying, but we might be tougher on someone who we thought maybe they were intentional. So let's kind of think about four different scenarios. Let's say you're the speaker and you're saying, I love you. And the receiver thinks that you mean it. Well, then it has meaning, right? I mean, you're lined up. So that's a mm -hmm. good situation, right? Because you're both lined up. You meant it and the other party perceived it that way. Now, sometimes you could be in a different situation where you meant it to say, I love you, and the receiver thought you were just joking. Imagine how different that scenario is, where you maybe get up the courage to say, I love you, and then the other party says, oh, haha, you're so funny. Mm. Oh, God. It's mm -hmm. a pretty tricky situation. So when we think about intentional messages, we're kind of deciding whether we believe them or not in terms of our reception of those things. But let's talk about the other scenarios you know, where you didn't mean to say it. And so then it's read maybe by the receiver that maybe you meant to say it, even though you know it was an accident, but the receiver thinks maybe it wasn't an accident. Or there are situations too where both of you judge it to be an accident. You might be easy on that person that said something and say, you know what, it's an accident. Let's just blow it off, it's no problem. So when we think about all four of these kind of scenarios, it's kind of interesting to think about how speech sits there, it's permanent, and that you and I are judging intent all the time. And in the judgment of intent, I think that's the dictator of the cleanup. <laughs> so what we have to do is kind of talk about things that you can't take back. I know we weren't going to personal examples yet, but I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm yeah. feeling brave. Okay. So every year, my sister and I have an annual shopping trip with our daughters. <laughs> and it's kind of like a fun thing we do before our family holiday party. So what we do is we usually end up leaving with like a dress or something to wear to the family holiday party. And then sometimes the girls try to get other things off their moms. Cause they're smart. Yeah. So they're like, if I put on this blouse or show you this cool pantsuit, they bring out joke outfits too, just to be funny. Right. So, mm -hmm. so that's my daughter, my niece actually naming names here. And one time <laughs> our daughter came out. Yeah. My own daughter. And she came out in a blouse and some jeans and she said, what do you think? Oh, and I said, yeah. you know, I really like the top, but I don't, I don't like the jeans. And she was like, mom, these are the ones I wore to shopping. <gasps> oh no. Oh, no. And oh, mom fail. 
So the unfortunate part oh, was no. there's no amount of of power on the earth to get the toothpaste back in. You know, there's just oh. and and I also heard to my own despair several people snickering in the other dressing rooms. Because oh. <laughs> they had overheard it because she was like, Mom, these are the jeans I wore shopping. Like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, Oh man. So now not only did that happen and what did i do i laughed i don't even i think i surrendered like, yeah that's all like I'm yeah snickering. i have an audience i have people who don't know me that are like you know texting about this right now to other people <laughs> who like knows who recorded blows. it yeah it's going it's going out there to the universe so i'm thinking about that i think i surrendered you know just lay down your lay down everything and just wave the white flag yeah but here's the thing because it's family so every time we shop since then, every year, it is brought up. Oh, of course. It is course. also brought up other times, but for sure on the annual shopping trip. Okay, because yeah. why wouldn't it be? It's yeah. a memory. I feel like Thank as you. your niece, I'd be like, hey, aunt, um, do you like my outfit today before we go shopping? Do you have any comments before we pick a new outfit? <laughs> There's just no so way. So, but uh, the funny thing too is that it's it represents sort of the bottom. So you almost can't say anything is bad. So my sister and I often, if we see something that maybe isn't great, we'll say, oh, I bet you could find a better blouse than that or something that would be a little better. Mm -hmm. And sometimes she'll turn to me and say, at least it wasn't what they wore. Like I wasn't that, <laughs> as bad as you. And I'm like, yeah. Uh -huh. So weak. I'm the marker. I'm the best. It, it, it was funny though. Yeah. Yeah. So far, these haven't been like really like pain too painful. Like I don't know. I hope. What about you, Tay? Uh, the first one that came to mind was one. I have to preface that my husband and I we have um, a twisted sense of humor. Oh, we no. joke around a lot with each other, and uh, this wasn't said out of malice or anything, but. Uh, he did something, I don't know, we were joking around, and I was like, oh, you son of a bitch. But guess who was also there? His mother. Oh! <laughs> My mother-in-law. So I was like, oh. And I took a second to think about what I just said and who I just called what. I was like, oh, shit. I don't think I said anything. Uh, oh, no, you just, I, you just recluse like no like, what i, I am I not here. I, I, think it, I think it hit me. Like, it was a delayed response of, like, it hit me what I just called her and I was like, oh, shit, I didn't, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to call you a bitch right now. Certainly did not mean to. I was trying to insult your son and of course insult <laughs> you. Just trying to insult your, your firstborn, just, no big deal. You know, yeah, just that child you bore. Oh, Anyways, boy. Hmm. That was the one that first came to mind for me. So that's an interesting one because it's the overhearing problem. Because I thought okay. about that. I thought that's another one where you might have an accident where it's it's overheard and they have no context. Well, I mean, she was right there. <laughs> I was like, I kind of spoke it at them. I was like, looked at her. I was like, did she catch it? Oh, she got it. <laughs> oh. It it was unintentional. I didn't mean to call her a bitch, but. No, it's uh, not really a recommended strategy with my I, I guess I've never really <laughs> thought out that phrase in like who you really are insulting. Yeah. It's not a great one. Yeah. And uh, my son learned it early on. <laughs> Oh, that's fun. So yeah. they'll repeat. They'll take your accidental thing you said and repeat it all over town. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Lots. Mm -hmm. Which is funny because then he's calling me a bitch. So I'm like, oh, full circle. 
I feel the anxiety I get from saying the thing you shouldn't say is I picture above my head, really bright, intense sign. that's like, clean up aisle Meredith. <laughs> like, and it's just like waving in everyone's face. And I know it's there. And I just, it makes me want to like, just hide in a turtle shell. And I don't know that there's a way of saying it, yeah. saving it, except for, yeah, just, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Yeah, you know. I mean, it's an interesting thing to see what we do, because I think we can do a lot of different things because speech is permanent. I think sometimes we try to like camouflage it. Sometimes you heard me say I retreat. I wave mm -hmm. the white flag. I'm done. I give in. I've seen people try to overqualify it, mm -hmm. like I've and felt that. give dramatic, dramatic explanations of this is not what you're seeing here. Yeah. <laughs> my husband and I have a great long record of joking around and yeah. it was my turn in the game of chess where we joke around, you know, it's this long explanation. And I would have done that if it was my mother-in-law. I've been like, we just joke a lot. And, and <laughs> oh, she knows do. I have a foul mouth, but I hope she also knows that I never meant to call her a bitch. <laughs> So, but you, but people have different reactions, right? So it's still, yeah. the problem is because it's still sitting there. So it's like the jury will disregard or we try to over explain or, or that's not what I meant. So now we're going to get into intention and say, I meant mm -hmm. to say this other thing and maybe yeah. go on. And that might've been what you did in your example. It's, it's a tough one. <sighs> Cause your, your example, what you're giving earlier is it's like, there's, you're, there's a speaker, you mean it, they receive it. There's a speaker, you mean it, they don't yeah, think they might you mean it. Be like, think you're kidding or whatever. Yeah. And then there's like the opposite, which is what we're talking about today, which is just you say it, but it's like word vomit. You definitely didn't mean it. And yeah. we're trying to figure out how to clean up the aisle of did that person receive it like I meant it? Or do they maybe know me enough or whatever to. Yeah. No, it's a real problem. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, what a, yeah, that makes me think too of receiving these things. Like when people say things, they say, oh, I didn't mean that. Or I just said that because I was angry, mm. you know, as a receiver too, I think, well, so just somebody just get a pass because they didn't mm -hmm. mean it. Do I let it go? I mean, like you said before, yeah. you know, these things are out there. You can't take them back. I hear you kind of wavering. Like, do you mean it? Do you not mean it? Is there like part of it true? I mean, that's a, that's a tricky place, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking of times where I've received things people have said that they that they say they didn't mean, and it was because they were angry. And I think, well, but I still remember it. Yeah, but so then what's really there? Are they just saying things to hurt you? So then their intention is just to hurt you. That's why they said it? Because that's also... Yeah. What's, <laughs> yeah. I don't like, know. why would you, if you... How does anger make an excuse for what you said? I don't understand that. I don't think there there is one, but I think there's a whole nother mess of problems. <laughs> but that's sort of the idea that some people will, when they say an accidental message, will just try to give a, just a flood of circumstances to try to qualify it. Yeah. So let me try to justify it for you so you understand why this, you know, and it's this long thing, maybe. Mm -hmm. But it's hard for us to ignore it because of that permanence quality and the question of intention. It comes back to those two things where we're, we're analyzing it inside of us to wonder about those factors. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you have more okay, examples? So I, I got a funny one. Yeah, I want to hear more. Okay, so of course I have a bunch of them, unfortunately. I was in a mediation with a student I was training in mediation. 
and we were sitting there and I'm a strong trainer in being very careful about people's names. And I tell my students to be careful and write them down. And so this day I wasn't that careful, unfortunately, 45 minutes into the conversation. And I turned to the party and said, so Debbie, what do you think about this? And she said, it's Susan. Ooh. Are you listening to me? Hmm. Please tell me 45 minutes in. It's not like five minutes in. It's like an hour in. And I had that split second where I thought, is it, is it Debbie? Cause I hadn't written it down. Like I always tell my students to do. So I had that split second where I thought, don't do it. Then I did it. Then it was there wrong. And then she was like, well, have you been listening to me at all in the 45 minutes? So now it's like all oh. this questionable stuff. And I really had been, but I, then yeah. I was like, of course I've been listening. And I kind of started explaining back what I had heard. And we, we, took a big detour for a few minutes. My student later thought it was extremely amusing. Of course. The teacher make the big error that I tell people not to make, but it's humanizing. Yes. This is a very (laughs) imperfect area for me. But that can have huge effect, a side effect to that. I was talking to someone today and she said that it used to be cordial between her mom and her dad and, and his wife until at the wedding, the wedding planner said, okay. And mom, but it was stepmom. And ever since that moment, mom now hates dad and stepmom because some wedding planner made a mistake and called her the mom instead of the stepmom. There was a yeah. confusion and it was not some random person's mistake that doesn't mean anything. Your daughter didn't call her mom and mean you or you know something like that. Said it completely ever since that day. Now she doesn't wanna be around them. Interesting. She doesn't ask about them anymore. It's like a yeah. conflict and it has had a huge, life change on this person and their family. Okay. So I got to ask you this. So is, I mean, I don't know if you know this answer, but is the person hurt because they were told something different, like about who was more important or is she reading that into it? I think she read into it. I think it was the wedding planner just slipped up word of mouth, like, Oh mom, instead of, I don't know what you would call, I would guess you would call her by her name and just said, she didn't like take, walk her down the aisle or something. I don't think any significant thing happened, but just right. the slip up of calling her the wrong yeah. name. It's a powerful has, title. It's a powerful title, but it is. if you called someone else aunt instead of cousin, like mm-hmm. would it change the your relationship? I hope not. Oh. It's interesting that a third person that has nothing to do with the relationship is yeah. what affected that. That's a unique situation because we're talking yeah. a lot about like yeah. a direct person to receiver, receiver to person. Just a slip up yeah. of the tongue of some person yeah. that just happened to be there that day. Right. There's but it must have meant something to there. her. You better watch yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these are hard. Have you ever texted something and then gone back and edited it? You know, and been like, oh man, oh, that yeah. would be... Bad Every day of my say. life. Yeah. Right. That'll oh, be bad yeah. to say. So I had this situation once. Or don't send anything at all. Well, <laughs> so what you should never do is use Siri and then just send it and not look at it. Mm-hmm. Right. Do any kind of, you know, voice Uh-oh. to text. Because for me, it, it kind of illustrates the same problem. It's the problem is we're not editing. Not that we mm-hmm. should think before we speak, but maybe that's what this episode is about. Think before you speak. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> maybe edit it a little bit before you let it just come out. And so I had one time where I was with some friends and a friend of mine kept texting me. She had to talk to me, had to talk to me. And we were actually in church. 
And so I got on the voice to text and just went into my phone, said, at church, can't talk during. So okay. then I just sent it and turned the phone off and didn't come back to it for like an hour and a half. Now, when it went to text, it went a little differently than that. Oh, no. The message that went out was, at church, can't talk dirty. <laughs> I like it. Okay, so sometimes so, these are fun. <laughs> no, so imagine my friend getting this text, and I see a few different responses. Like, I'm not sure what to do with this. I'm gone for an hour and a half from my phone because I was trying to get these other friends the, my attention, right, because we were talking. And, yeah. So can I use that in my life? Like, if I'm out to dinner and you text me, I'm going to say, at dinner, can't talk dirty. Yeah, I think you should <laughs> probably respond with that, Yes. But it's, a, it's an example of where it's it's actually totally unedited by me, trusting That's that good. it's just, you can be reckless. It goes out. And then imagine my friend, what does one do with that text? Mm. Hmm. There's there's Kreisers and yeah. the, the lovers of the movies. adult movies <laughs> that they get from the library. Yep, adult yeah. movies in the library, talking the dirty in church. I, I see what kind of people you are. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And I like see. it. <laughs> what about when there's like a a different understanding of of language or something? I have a friend, she mm -hmm. was in England, I think it was, and she was at the bar and she goes, "Oh, she gets two drinks, double fisting." You guys know what that is, yeah? Right? Two drinks in one hand, or drink in each hand? Yeah, yeah. Well, there, that's not what that means. It means something very sexual. Oh, well, and the I whole bar stopped and looked at her, and they're like, "You're very dirty. That why would you say that? That's very inappropriate." Wow. Oh. The cultural differences. Yeah. But yeah, she's like, what, why oh, did everyone sure. just stop the record scratch and call me out for it? That's really funny. Sure. Didn't, don't you remember Taylor in college? I was dating someone. English was a second language. And we were, I was new to like posting things or something on Facebook and took a, this friend out for breakfast or something for their birthday. Their last name is strong. And like just tagged. I don't know. It was like figuring out how to tag. I don't know. Whatever in college. And the guy I was dating at the time calls me and is like, why are you putting singular pictures of other men and telling the world you think that they're strong? Yes. And I was like, what are you talking about? I think I like laughed it off. And then they was really upset. Got upset. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not funny. Why are you laughing at me? And I realized, oh, this is just this is like not just a that's a that's a whole different thing from like saying something you don't mean. That's I guess. Right. Because that's just a language. I mean, it still has difference. an effect on the receiver. Oh, yeah, totally did. And I look back at that now, and it's a good giggle. But at the time, it wasn't very funny for one side of the table. Yeah. Well, so from what we learned in our first episode, what we believe about intention kind of rules everything, right? The message sure. received only counts. So then what's the best way? So it doesn't really matter what you've said. If it was a mistake, if you slipped up, like I've said, what's that? And my friends thought I said, you're fat. Oh, literally, I didn't even say that. I was talking about the sunscreen on your side that was dripping down. But hmm. what do you do? Well, can even you correct it's... a message? Is that okay? is that possible? Because that to me, that's a perfect example of like just helping correct a narrative in someone's head. Like, if you said that to me and I was Taylor, like that's not nice. And you and you went what? I was like, you well, her me. reaction was very angry, and I, was, I thought I didn't know if you had bird poop on you or if it was sunscreen. So I said, what's that? Oh. And, you could tell they were very upset and I the reaction was 
are like, oh, this isn't matching what I said. So what's going on here? And yeah. They explained. That's a perfect example of what do we do about it when the party who received it doesn't accept it as accidental. But then if they're just wrong. So that's a difference though, right? Because that person yeah, was I mean, just wrong. You didn't wrong. say that. You didn't say I didn't that. Say that. That's what they heard. That's what they heard. So then can't you help correct? I'm really like, sorry no, that you I didn't heard say that. that. I would never this say that. Actually I what I think said. that. Yeah. Mm. So how did it go over? Not great. <laughs> That goes back to what you said earlier, though. Why are we easy on some people than others? If Taylor, if you said that to me and I and I got mad, like, wow, it was rude. You know, like maybe I'm feeling sensitive that day or whatever. And then you're like, whoa, whoa, what just happened? And then yeah. I was like, well, that was not nice to say that to me. And you're like, I was just asking what that was. Be like, I heard you say this, bitch. Yeah. And then you would be like, no, that's not what I said. Yeah. And then I would yeah. go, oh, oh, OK. I'd feel like a quick shift. OK, yeah. well, context. We're in high school. So high school girls. We struggle with that anyways. But what if that's what she, maybe she thinks she, maybe she thinks I think that it must be yeah. the intention, right? It doesn't matter that I don't think that, or it's not true or anything. So is but... the what's that cellulite? <laughs> oh man. Damn. No, I'm just saying <laughs> this is, this is a dirty episode. <laughs> no, I'm just saying if I'm trying to figure out how I understand they rhyme. So there's that possibility, but. What's that like on your thigh? <laughs> Wait, that's that. <laughs> I'm confused. I literally, so, I was literally asking, "What is that white dripping thing down no, your side?" I know that. I know that. But what okay. what message was received? But was so that's this... what I'm wondering is if she really believes the intent. She maybe has that in her head because mm. as high school girls, mo a lot of us, I don't know, for, speak for myself, felt fat even when we weren't. Mm -hmm. So if you believe that story, doesn't matter if I didn't even say that, but then I kind of felt like it was logged away as in that was a belief. And I was like, literally yeah. didn't say that at all. Mm -hmm. So she was confirming a story in her head, perhaps. Yeah. But that I think that that's dangerous. And that's I don't think that I know the life isn't fair, but that doesn't oh, seem no. fair to me, to the, to the speaker. Because if I because, again, I'm trying to put myself in that if that person's shoes as if Taylor, you were saying that to me, because of what I know of you, I wouldn't, I'd go to correcting the story in my head. Like, oh my gosh, thank God you didn't say that. Like that would have been really mean, you know, mm -hmm. and I'd more lean to like, oh, thank you for correcting that. Because if I just thought that you said that and you never told me you didn't say that, I'd be really hurt by you. Yeah. And okay. So hmm. I want to weigh in on this. Okay. 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 So this is one of our first solutions to this problem. Okay. okay. Give me okay, the so let's just say the accident happened. We don't know if she thought you were referring to cellulite. We don't know what's going on there with the story she's making up. But let's just say that happened and there was this this accident scene. Okay. So one of the things that is something that we want to kind of think about in communication is our tendency to add context instead of clarify relationship goals. That's a mistake I think we make. We, instead of clarifying the relationship and saying, no, no, you're important to me and I would not want to hurt you by saying anything because we're really good friends. Mm. That's a better repair than saying, oh, you just didn't understand me hmm. or that's not what I said or I was just joking, hmm. right? It doesn't have the same level of intensity that a clarification of the relationship does. So I think that's our first solution there is to say that. So an example of context would be 
trying to go, oh, no, 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 that's not what I said. This is what I said. Like, like, let me correct what you thought you heard. Or we were joking. You just misunderstood like what was going on there. Yeah. Or it's like, like, we play or we call each other mean things, you know. But that example to Taylor would be, um, oh, you know, I would never speak that way about you. I don't think that way about you. This is what I said. Yeah, I think I did try to say, like, I don't think that. What did I say? No, I don't think I, I didn't say that. I don't, I don't believe that. It's not true. Like trying to affirm that. But then it's, it gets debatable when we talk about the circumstances versus going to a higher level and talking about the relationship. I think the tendency is to do what you did, Taylor. I would probably do it too and say, no, that I meant this, or I know I was pointing to the sunscreen or see how the sunscreen's gripping down your leg, like try to add circumstance and facts to make it sort of be the context for my message. But the solution isn't there, I don't think, only because in your situation, she didn't believe it. Even if I say, I don't think you're fat, is that the solution then? I don't know that people believe that. If they start forming that idea, you saying it is like, eh. what I'm saying is the way to, to go into that is to not do the circumstantial debate and instead go to the relationship goals and say, I want a relationship with you. I don't want to ever say things that hurt you. Mm-hmm. And that's not anything I would ever mean to say to you, which is different and more healing than you yeah. misheard it or you didn't really hear it, or there's all these different circumstances, or I'm just going to pile words on there. Words. I like that. Cause if you can think of being a receiver of something that's been painful to hear out of anger or a fight or whatever, if I would have heard that, you know, this relationship is important to me. I shouldn't have said that. And I don't want to hurt you. I don't think I would think back at that memory the way I do today. Yeah. Mm. It would be much easier for me to go like, I know that they didn't mean to say that hurtful thing to me. But the problem is that you do that. But did they? they Because I don't think there was, I don't think there was any context or clarification. It was just, Mm -hmm. you know, word vomit. And then when I think of those moments with some people in my life, I replay them as memories that are hurtful, not as memories of opportunities where they could have made that better. Right. So I think that's our first strategy is instead of piling on the words to explain the context or this, you misheard, which isn't even a thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's just saying you got it wrong, which is the opposite of the message received is the one that counts. Uh Because it's like saying you don't have the right, you don't have the ability to hear the message right. It's very, very, it's sort of like uh, when we say, you know, you're just being so sensitive or you don't understand what I'm saying is, has a real problem in that moment with the Uh accidental communication. Uh So what are some other solutions that we can do? I need some help. Please clean up aisle Meredith. <laughs> I love that visual, by the way. I'm going to think of that. Uh, well, it makes me think of our episode on apologies. And maybe you just mm-hmm. straight up, maybe you did say something that you shouldn't have said. Yeah. And you just apologize for it. And that's, if yeah. I remember correctly, I think there are several steps to it. But apologize. Don't make an excuse. Yeah. Don't explain it away. Take ownership. Offer a repair of some kind. Yeah. What What were the other steps? I can't remember. Well, I think the key you just got, which is taking the responsibility. Yeah. So you take the example of the jeans. You know, that great moment I had. Oh, where yeah. I said, I don't, I like the blouse. I don't like the jeans. <laughs> I love that. You got to own it. I don't think there's a way out of it without owning it. Mm. 
I don't think she wanted an apology. I think she enjoyed the the ostracizing that I received. So that was good enough for everyone yeah. <laughs> as punishment, as due punishment. But you have to just own it. Mm. And each time it's brought up, I have to own it again. Because <laughs> guess who said it? Right here. Yeah. That's the hardest part, I think. Because I'm feeling, I can feel in myself a sense of defensiveness to that. Mm -hmm. Even though I know it was an accident, I don't want to hurt somebody. Like if I, you know, reverse the story with Taylor, uh, you can, there's some relationships where it's so much easier mm -hmm. to apologize or to just oh, do sure. the surrender, you know? And there's some where you just, you feel like that there's a like tension. I'm kind of listening to this though and thinking it's about long-term defensibility at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. What kind of relationship do I want? Very defensible in the future defensible defensible saying like you can put your head on the pillow and go well i took responsibility so at least i got that hmm. or yeah. i said what i cared about the relationship at least i got that yeah because there's all these bumps that we have in communication it's not going to be realistic to just say we're not going to make mistakes so you have to figure out how to manage them it's just a part of the how it goes it's just it comes with the territory right that's hard i know so let's do the last solution that I want to propose. Okay. This is not going to be popular, maybe. Choice. Sure. Focus on the impact. Okay. So we've talked about in the message received is the one that counts. And we've talked about different analogies. And one of the analogies we could use is, let's say there's a car accident. We can debate whether it's your fault, my fault. But yeah. there's still an accident and there's damage that occurred. Mm -hmm. So the third solution is to think about what the damage is and to figure out how to isolate that damage and handle it. Not very fun or popular to say, yeah. but it is a starting point to get repair. So it sounds like instead of being right or wrong, or why didn't mean that, or you're taking it out of context, mm -hmm. it is hard because you have to be vulnerable, but you have to kind of put your pride or whatever to the side and just say like, what I actually care about is that, you know, I love you and I want to have a good relationship with you. Mm -hmm. So let me not excuse myself or not whatever it is that they're offended by. And let me focus on how I can have that healthy relationship with you, mm -hmm. which saying sounds simple, but if I actually yeah. like put that over my life, I would find very difficult to do. Yeah. I think so too. I, I can see in myself a lot of missed opportunity for that. I can look mm -hmm. back at little tiffs I've had or frustrations I've had, especially with partners or siblings, mm -hmm. I think, mm -hmm. where if I would have just paused and instead of gone in right into defending myself and said, actually, what matters to me is you mm -hmm. and that, and I need to do better here. And I don't know what to do, or even just saying that. Well, that makes me and, feel sad. And I think you can say, you can, part of that taking responsibility is saying, I can see the impact this is having on you hmm. and start there with the message. So you could almost put one together that combines all three. You kind of did just a second ago, which is, I can see the impact it's having. I want to take responsibility for it. And this is the kind of relationship I want to have. That's hard for me, for someone who wants to like be right and do what's right. <laughs> I'd like to always be right. <laughs> I was it's like, I'm very resonate with the first part. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, like, ladies. If you want to be right, then you, you kind of dig yourself in a hole and you just kind of dig your heels in and you keep going, going, going. That's actually not what matters. What matters is the relationship. Yeah. I think that's really hard for me. I definitely see where I could be a lot 
better at this. And I feel frustrated with myself now <laughs> looking back at, I was thinking, oh, I have a few examples, you know, now I'm like hearing this. I'm like, oh, geez, I probably got a lot more examples than I thought. <laughs> Well, I don't think going back and having remorse about those messages is the point of this episode, though. The point yeah, would that would just be my say, overthinking. Classic. The point is to say, if we have a growth mindset yeah. on this topic, what's the message that I can put together that will foster better outcomes? And it's owning what happened, understanding the impact, owning what happened, and then highlighting the relationship. Mm -hmm. And some of that too is having clarity about your relationship. Too often, maybe we go through not thinking enough about relationships that we want to keep. Mm -hmm. That's an important friend. I want to mm -hmm. do intentional things because that's an important friend. Mm -hmm. And I'm certainly guilty of that where I've had periods where I haven't reached out to people or been in touch enough. So some of that begins with some of that introspection and saying, okay, I know my priorities here. And then when we make those mistakes in those priority relationships, I mean, that's at least a place to start. Yeah, good place to improve. I feel like my takeaway is trying to refocus. I don't know how to say it, but I kind of think about like who I want to be all the time. Mm -hmm. And maybe that needs to take a backseat to just put the relationship first. Mm. I want to think about why I'm easy on some people on this topic over others. What is it about the relationship that makes me so quick to be understanding to person A and so resistant to the attempt at repairing the relationship or the mm -hmm. thing said with this other person. So that's as the receiver, right? As the receiver and also yes. as myself. Because I like the example I told earlier where I feel that, that this glaring sign over me, I think it's funny and a funny example, but I sometimes feel like I just, I think about it so hard, mm. too much. Yeah. Like, okay, I made, I made a mistake. Do I own it? Do I keep moving forward? Am I trying to repair? Do I extend a sincere, a sincere apology for my mistake? Mm -hmm. And if I do that at some point, I have to let it go. Yeah. As long as I know it wasn't in my heart intention. If there's something else going on there, then that's something I got to work on. That kind of supports what we talked about, which is going to the bigger picture and saying, here's the relationship I want. Because I think the unsatisfying part, the part that fosters more rumination is when we get caught up in the weeds and we just try to explain our way out or think our way out. And we didn't really say the thing we meant. We didn't say they were important to us. We didn't say the relationship's important. We didn't acknowledge the impact or take mm -hmm. responsibility. That's where I find myself. I have no tools left to, to solve it in my mind because I didn't mm -hmm. do anything that was actually helpful. Mm. So I'm stuck there. If I just say, well, you didn't hear it right, or this was a misunderstanding, or don't be so sensitive, or any, we can all say those things, then I walk away and I've got nothing to work with. Because mm. I put nothing out there that had meaning. I, I didn't talk about impact, I didn't take responsibility, and I didn't talk about the relationship importance. Yeah. Once again, thank you for joining us today. Please remember to rate, share, and subscribe to our podcast. And thank you for listening to Asking for a Friend. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Our email is hello at afafpodcast.com. This show is for educational purposes only and is copyrighted. Written permission must be granted before syndication or rebroadcasting. Thanks for listening to Asking for a Friend with Talk Talk.